<laughs> oh, oh man, I haven't, I haven't brothered in a long time. Holy crap. Yeah. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Dodgeball Podcast, this one featuring Alan Stott out of Arizona. Very much looking forward to this one, and uh, hope you enjoy. Alrighty, well, I've got um, Alan Stott with me here. Alan, um, trying to cut back on my crazy introduction, so I'll just ask, uh, what team do you play for? Let's start there. Okay, well, thank you very much, first of all, for uh, for having me for this interview, Steve Damon. Um I am Alan Stott, and I play for Rise of Brutality, uh, open division in the Elite uh, Championships. I also play for uh, Havoc, uh, co-ed, as well in the Elite Championships. Nice. And, um, I mean, that, that doesn't even come close to, like, summing it all up. I mean, I've known you for, what, almost almost 10 years now? Nine years? Holy crap. Um, it's getting close. Yeah, wow. I just realized how, again, how old I am. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just to give some history. Um, so, I, I just remember meeting you, uh, I think it was like a Grand Canyon State Games uh, event in 2008 or nine. I almost want to say nine. 2009, probably. Yeah, and you were, um, you had just come in from Gilbert, um, some kind of, um, I don't even know, like, I, you just appeared. Like, it, it was so weird. I remember... It, oh no! It's 2008. Holy crap, dude! It's all—it's already been almost 10 years. Um, it was I'm 2008. Crazy. I just got back from basic training with the Air Force, and um, I went to this one Grand Canyon State Games, um, kind of like a tag along at this point. And I just remember talking to you at one of the um, one of like the it was like Carly. Uh, well, I forgot the answer. Carlos O'Brien's. There we go. Remember that by chance? Carlos O'Brien's. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that would that would have been what North Phoenix, probably yeah. But it, yeah, it was North just Phoenix, after. Yeah, I, I do remember that because the the tournament would have been held at that um that church school in North yep. Phoenix. Yeah, so that that's how that's about as far back as as I can date you. Um, and I mean, had you had you played? Did you play in the NDL that year, two thousand eight? Because I didn't go to that one. That was like the one that I actually missed. 2008, I um, I actually played with. Um, it was basically uh, the Angels of Death. Basically, um, we had a different we had a different team name at the time. We were the um, the Harbingers. Nice. So that was 2008. I went to NDL as the, as the Harbingers. Uh, that was my first year going to the NDL tournaments. Um, and at the time, that was that was the thing. That was the big show. So. Yeah, that was the. <clears throat> That's where it was at, and so, um, so how did so going back to two thousand eight? I mean, going pretty far back. How did you uh, how did you get started in dodgeball? Um, well, to tell you the truth, I actually started uh, a couple of years before that. I started playing dodgeball with um with some friends of mine at a church, um, at our church actually that we went to at the time, and we would go on Tuesdays or Thursday nights. It kind of kind of ranged from week to week. Um, but it got to a point where we would completely fill the gym with with kids. It was it was like sometimes it was like thirty on thirty full basketball court dodgeball, like like twenty different balls, all different sizes and shapes, and and it was it was really just kind of a mess. And um and that was 
kind of how I saw dodgeball for the first couple of years. And then um, I would say probably really early 2008 was the, the first time that I saw an organized version of, of the sport. Nice. And when you say kids, are you um, like actual children or like the way Steve Damon sees kids where if you're younger than 30, you're a child? <laughs> I, I would say it was a little closer to the way that Steve Damon sees kids. I I would say the majority of us were um, probably 14, 15 years old gotcha. at the time. Yeah, so we were definitely kids. We were definitely kids, and we played we played at those churches for for like five years, something like that. We played for a really long time. Gotcha. So, so AZ Dodgeball and uh, Phoenix Dodgeball League, they, they weren't the only dodgeball show in town then? During they, time. they weren't. They weren't, no, because I played about two, uh, about two years of just playing at churches with my friends, and then we decided to play in a, um, in a tournament at our local rec center. And uh, we entered, and we had no idea about leagues or anything like that. And we ended up coming in second place to to a team that had come from AZ Dodgeball, and they kind of uh, introduced us to the league and kind of uh, kind of brought us in. So that was that was really how we got in. Was was a uh, a group of players smashed us at the local tournament, and then uh, said, "Hey, you guys are pretty good, though. You guys should come check out our league." And and we did, and. And it was a great time, so kept coming. Nice. That is uh, pretty much the exact way that I recruited Brett. We had a there's like a U of A just for fun kind of crazy tournament, and I was like, you know what? Let's just round up like some of our best dudes um, and show them that there's such a thing as competitive dodgeball. And somewhere in that sea of of uh, college kids, you know, there's gonna be that one person that's gonna want it more. And sure enough, that was that was Brett. And so it's kind of cool to hear that. That's how um, maybe it was Sam that that ran that initiative but kind of cool how they kind of picked you up like that yeah it was it was, it was super cool yeah we um i remember um eric nolan was there he was on the team i remember um let's see kirsten bell was there um it man it, it seemed like every like original az dodgeball player was there basically is what it seems like um but I remember Eric Nolan split his chin open at that tournament, and there was just a bunch of blood. That's just one of the things that I remember from that tournament. Just, just Besides blood. the big use, of course. It's just a bloody tournament. That's all it was. Yes, yes, just a ton of blood. <laughs> like most dodgeball tournaments. I mean, talk about, I won't say so much blood, but like Sin City, I mean, not to segue real quick. I mean, we'll get to that point later, but I... I don't think I've seen so many injuries in one simple weekend tournament, uh, especially a recreational one. Oh, this but, last uh, weekend you're talking about? Yeah, it was crazy. There's so many people that were getting like carted off and wheeled off and picked up. And um, yeah, man, I heard I heard like two people had to go to like the emergency room or something for injuries. Yeah, I think uh, Pine was one of them. I heard or I heard a Justin um, cut their finger, or maybe that. maybe that was somebody else. Maybe it could have been just another Justin out there, but like. People going to the ER and getting all kinds of messed up. Aaron McCormick, my teammate, had a bloody nose for a little bit. Um, yeah. In, um, in one of my games, actually, um, there, were, there was a pretty solid collision that, uh, that I think that there was a, uh, a female oh, yeah. player that wasn't able to play anymore after it. And that was, that was actually yeah. during one of our games. Yeah, I watched that game. That was against you guys. It was a pop-up, and um, she went to go get the ball, and then was just that got Allison? rolled on. Yeah, that was Allie. Okay. 
a female. Okay. No, these people don't have names to you anymore, do they? <laughs> so, you're so famous well, now. <laughs> they're all just targets. <laughs> <laughs> You'd say that. Um, yeah, it was it was bad. But uh, well, let's go back to the the funner tournament. Um, I mean, not, I, I take that back. Sorry, Jake. Uh, let's go back to the the past. Um, <laughs> before uh, AZ Dodgeball came and and just uh, showed you what's up and and did one of those life changing events for you. What? Um, how did you guys play dodgeball in the church? Was it just gigantic pickup games with loosely set rules, or did you have any kind of um, idea of what you're doing? I guess like how did it start? Like why dodgeball? And I mean, that's like one of the we major have... themes so far of the, of this podcast is just the beginning. Just the why. <laughs> yeah, the why, especially especially the why. Okay, okay. Well, I um, I was a a fan of the movie actually. Um, I watched the movie and I thought it was hilarious. Um, I'm not as much of a fan of the movie now, but I was a fan of the movie at the time. And me and my friends, we just watched it together, and we we're like, you know what, that'd be pretty fun to do. We had some keys to a church and. We decided we were going to go play some dodgeball. So that's kind of where it started. Um, But as far as like organized, not so much. It was, it was kind of a giant mess. Really. It was, um, I think I said this earlier, it was like 20 balls on the court at a time, like like 20, 30, 30 people, 20 people on each side. Um, And the majority of the balls that we had were stingers. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. So, so some kids were just getting brutally destroyed <laughs> by uh by what is it like a five inch stinger uh softball sized uh hard rubber ball coming at you like 75 miles an hour yeah so there was a lot of injuries back in the day for sure <laughs> for sure <laughs> so like the the church of hard knocks basically is, is, is where you got baptized in dodgeball and yes yes i was baptized into dodgeball there. at this church i was <laughs> Was I this the church? Was this the church that we had a couple of rampage practices at? It was the church we had rampage practices at. Yep. Dang, How crazy was, is that? I was literally on sacred territory there. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's oh so my cool. gosh, One of these days, man, I'll have to show you where I got my dodgeball start. Like my my mecca of dodgeball began in the like this underground learning center. The holy concrete. Land. Yeah, it's like it's like our our special little secret holy land where you know if I'm ever in a a bind and just think about where I started, and then it all comes back to me all esoteric like and whatnot. But that's uh that's pretty crazy, man. I, I can because I remember like playing just practice with with uh, Rampage and thinking we're gonna break something here, and you just kept assuring us, no, you're not. It's fine. It's fine. And um, if you're able to throw freaking seventy mile per hour stingers and not bring anything in the past, then I guess I should have taken your word for it, but that's crazy. Um, cool. So you, you, you played against, uh, this AZ dodgeball team and unlike, you know, nine out of the 10 people out there, when this happens, you're like, this is what I want to do. Um, kind of cool. Cause I guess you, you'd already been playing. So the seed was already kind of, kind of set. Um, what was it like going to the NDL, uh, you know, afterwards, like you, you fast forward a little bit, playing some Grand Canyon State games and you see the NDL and all of its glory because th- that's you know back then it was actually doing pretty well what were your thoughts on that um well I was I was incredibly young I believe the first NDL tournament I went to happened on the weekend of my 19th birthday so I'd only been playing in leagues and stuff for maybe 
maybe a year, year and a half, something like that. Um, and then I went to NDL, which, which at the time, like I said, was kind of the show. And I'd heard stories about, about previous NDLs and, and how, um, how talented a lot of the players were and just how it was kind of next level. And, um, and I, I went there, and I mean, at the time, it really didn't disappoint. I mean, I was a little, little frustrated about having to, uh, to pay so much money, but at the yeah. time, it was, it was an honor to go to something like that. Like it was so cool, and that very first tournament, I fell in love with Rise of Brutality. Fell in love with that team because that was the first time I ever saw that team, and they were they were next level, just professionals. And, uh, and that was the coolest thing, the coolest thing I'd ever seen. And, um, that was way back in, in 2008, maybe I think it was, yeah, 2008 long time ago. And, <laughs> and who would have thought eventually I would be on that team? How crazy is that? Isn't it weird? Cause like it was the the thing that like if i recall correctly and you can you can vouch for this or or correct me if i'm wrong like rampage was basically put together to beat rise like rampage was hopefully arizona's answer to stopping rise from coming to the grand canyon state games and constantly taking you know our precious little gold medals but you know they they definitely set the standard for a competitive team and so when rampage rose up uh, you know, then you get monsoon, and you have all these other competitive teams stepping up to their to to get on their level. Um, it's pretty crazy that you you go from there to actually playing with them now. Um, who would have thought, right? Like, I, if you had told me back then, um, you'd end up on Rise. Like, no way, Alan's Alan would never do that. He would never betray Arizona like that. <laughs> and not to not to paint you as a as a traitor, but um, it's just funny how how things turn out. Um, is where I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah, I um, yeah, it was the craziest thing. I I went to this tournament. I mean, I kind of knew what to expect, but really didn't know what to expect. And and I saw saw these guys with just the most extreme confidence in their game, just so much confidence. Um, and they were just steamrolling every single team, and they didn't make mistakes, and they they were the best with ball control, and and. I was like, wow, that is professional dodgeball right there. That's what that is. And the, the first thing I said to myself is, I want to beat these guys. I want to beat them so bad. Like, like, and, and that just kind of lit a fire underneath me is I wanted to beat them so bad. And um, I, I know you, you kind of said that, that Rampage was built to beat Rise, but I think at the time every team was built – to beat rise because they were the standard and if you're not building a team to beat rise then who are you building the team to beat like that's the yeah, number what, one what team. are you doing you yeah what are you doing you know <laughs> you know so but yeah we we had something definitely very special in arizona um at the time just a, an amazing combination of um athleticism and youth and just kind of being unknown but then we also had um, had those veterans who had, who'd been playing the game for years, um, who kind of came over from from Team Evil. I'm talking you Tucson guys, um, and it was just a great com- combination of talent and a great com- combination of just um, things that really worked together well on the court. Um, we were, I would say, we were we were the first team to really challenge rise. 
Yeah, which so. I mean, which was huge. <laughs> I um, I, I'm trying to go back to like when Evil would go up against Rise, and it was for some reason like I'm drawing blanks, and I don't know if that's because it just never was good or um. I lost it to memory. I might have to do some some digging. Um, and the the cool thing is, like, this is on the Grand Canyon State Games website. Like, we can actually find out who won what. But I think um, no matter how good we did as Evil, we would just fall apart during Rise. Like, there was just something about them and their consistency and their patience that we just could not match. And whether or not you know the ratio was like we would take one for every three or four they they took us on. Um, hopefully, Serge can correct me on this too because I know he's got like records of this stuff. Uh, it just felt like we were missing something, and so when um, when we were approached by Bill to to hop on Rampage, you know, you're looking at me, Mason, and um, and Jackie, and then he told me like who was on the Phoenix side. I was like, okay, that sounds like that could be that could be a good like merger. And I think that final little nudge that we lacked was when we picked up Chris, and after that, it just felt like you said it was it was I don't want to say it was magic, but it was cohesion. It was a, the most cohesive team I've ever played on and um, in order to play against a team like Rise and, and like Doom now and, and some of the teams that are um, have established themselves over and over again it doesn't matter if you have six super talented dudes on your team if you don't have that cohesion, if you don't have that professionalism, um, you're not going to last and so it's kind of cool talking to you about it a little bit because you can, you can compare the cohesion that we had as Rampage which by I'm sure was not, you know, nearly as high as it could have been to the cohesion that is on the rise aspect. And so in a weird way, I kind of want to ask you, like, how does it compare? And, um, just do, can you recall like the differences or some of the, the variances between rampage and rise? Oh, definitely. Um, definitely, definitely, definitely. I mean, when we were, when we were stepping up and becoming a team as rampage, we, we studied rise, because we knew that they were next level. We even had a, had a play that was called the the Rise play that we would run, and it was just a play that that we'd seen Timmy do a bunch of times, and we started using it on people, and it was it was a great play. It was a fantastic play. Um, the, the the one thing that I do remember from from playing on Rampage was since I was kind of newer to the sport, I didn't have the ability to be as cohesive i feel like with with the players um on teams just because i i kind of still had that tunnel vision from being a new player i think and from wanting to uh step out and impress um so i kind of had a hard time being stuck to a role so i was i was really just a big floater on the court i would just try to fill gaps and holes and and i would i would be told every single match basically to just do whatever i felt like doing basically which was really nice it was super balls. nice. Yeah, yeah. Go get go get the balls in the middle. Um, protect our, our our main throwers. Just just go wherever you need to. Do whatever you need to do. And and that was really nice to have that freedom. It was super nice to have that freedom. Um, however, I mean, that isn't necessarily the best way to go about things. <laughs> but uh, it, it works for some teams. Uh, but for teams that know what you're about, they they can they can put an end to that real quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's definitely more strict um, playing on Rise, but I'm but I've learned a lot because of it, and and I've won a lot because of it. So I mean, it can't be it can't be a bad thing. Um, 
but me, me and Timmy, sometimes it can be a little hard to get our uh, cohesiveness going just because because he is a San Diego guy and I'm an Arizona guy and and uh, we don't have a ton of opportunities to practice together. But um, but this last tournament, it was really funny actually. Um, me and him chased a player down in, on, in the center line and both of us chested this player. And they just fell down basically on their butt. We we chested them at like the exact same time. Like both of us threw super hard, and then we just looked over at each other, and we both had the biggest smile on our face. And like that was like like a connection moment, like unlike I had I'd felt with him so far. It was really kind of awesome actually. And uh, I had to I had to bring that up to him later, and he 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 knew the moment I was talking about right off the bat. So it was kind of a, kind of a cool thing to have that cohesiveness considering, I mean, we've been playing together a really long time now and, uh, and we've been kind of just battling with that a little bit, I think, but, but I think it's, it's getting to where it needs to be so that we can start really challenging teams again this year. That's kind of a scary <laughs> thought. Cool. But considering I'll be on the opposite <laughs> court, a little scary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You guys are communicating with mind bullets now is, uh, not cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is, yeah it is it's a cool a thing point. though yeah it's getting to a point where where we just give each other looks and 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 we know we know what's up we know what to do and and we act upon those looks and it's 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 definitely a cool thing and um can't wait for it to keep growing man not, not only that but like just picking up on subtle cues or you just you know what this person is going to do so like that that trust is there and that uh, again just going back to that cohesion you know, it's, uh, I don't want to sound cheesy, but it's, it's a beautiful thing, really. Like, when you know that your, your players have your back, they know how you're going to throw, you throw when they counter you, or you both know who exactly you're going to rush, and there's three other targets, and you pick the same one, one goes high, one goes low, and you get that sweet out, you're just like, mm, that feels, that's awesome. I got, I got friends, I got comrades. It's, a, it's great. Yeah, it's, yeah. I love and- seeing it. Yeah, and being able to have that have that trust in each other and just know the other guy's always going to be there, it makes it so you don't feel like you have to do too much ever, you know, like because if you're if you're over pushing and you're you're trying to do too much, it's going to take you out of your game. It's going to it's going to make you not play as well as you would like to in the first place, you know. So so I think just being comfortable and just not over pushing is going to be the the best way to go about it and that that trust that trust is the the answer to that, I think. For sure. Um, I don't want to spend too much time on Rise because there's there's a ton to cover. Um, but real quick, do you think uh, when did you join Rise? Two thousand thirteen. Oh 15? gosh, um, two thousand fourteen, I believe, was the uh, the national championship that we won, and that was my first year with Rise. Um, I think I joined after the first round in two thousand. 14 i believe and then we uh we went on to win the national championship that year nice do you think do you think rampage allen 2009 allen or no rampage started 2010 2010 yep, allen do you think yeah 2009 2010 allen was would have been able to hang with 2014 rise or do you think you needed like time to mature and, and figure out more about your style and and your teamwork um, I think that I had a lot to learn at that time. I mean, I'm still learning new things every single, every single time that I, that I play with my team or watch my team play, I learn something new. Um, I think that the athleticism 
from that Allen was on a completely different level than it is nowadays. Um, but, but I don't think that I would have had the, um, the ability to be as consistent as they would have liked me to be because, because rise has that consistency where, where it doesn't matter if they're, if they're down or they're behind, you just kind of know that they're gonna, they're gonna claw their way back out. Yep, very delivered. They do consistently, and and I think at that at that point in my dodgeball career, I I wasn't consistent enough. I think that I was very athletic, but I was not consistent. I used to um, I used to equate you to basically watching a raptor, like <laughs> put a ball in a raptor's hands and watch that thing play dodgeball, and that's for I don't call me crazy. That, that's just like the visual that I got because you're just. You're all over the place. You were all over the place, and you the and you get it now. But like the the airtime that you get was just crazy to watch, and like it's even crazier to, to watch from you know your left or right. And I always remember like I have to be within a certain wingspan of you, otherwise I'm gonna get kicked in the face. Or <laughs> I just have to be very aware of where you are. And it's 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 kind of cool because like you you develop this sense of awareness, and you realize okay, if I'm gonna be playing next to Mason, I need to be three feet to my right because I'm going to get clobbered if I don't. Or if I'm playing next to Justin, I might be a little bit closer because he's he's not as, um, I don't say wild, but sporadic with his movements. You, however, my God, I need clearance. Like Otherwise, <laughs> it, it's just for my own benefit. Uh, but, and to see that, like, kind of, um, it's fun to watch. Like, it's, it's always fun to watch. But to see it kind of, like, become reined in a little bit is cool. But again, it, it's also something that we on the opposing team aren't really fond of because like well, crap Alan's playing conservatively now now I'm not going to get like some weird limb that's like flying in the air now I have to like we have to be really careful with our balls when we're trying to get them and it's it's just cool to see that progression and that development from you and, and to see it uh, progress through different perspectives I guess I wanted to get into Team USA that was one of the teams that you didn't mention uh, earlier yeah. and I, that's what I was saying like we've we got a ton to cover um Team USA. So, how did that come to be? Oh, it. To tell you the truth, it all started out with Rampage, which which is crazy. I mean, that's that's really where my um, where my traveling career started. I would say even. I mean, I played with with one other team before that, but but this was like a consistent team for me, and it all started with Rampage. And in 2009, we, we won the NDL tournament. And at the time, that meant that we were, I'm going to put some quotes up here, world champions. Um, so, so at the time, we, we could call ourselves world champions, which was pretty cool. Um, but I think that Bill Fair wanted to do a little bit more with that title than, than just getting that medal and, and, and putting it in our drawer. Um, I think he wanted to he wanted to travel the world with it. He wanted to, to show other people the talent that we had. He wanted to create opportunities for, for dodgeball players to meet each other and to reach out to each other. And, um, and because of that championship that we won and that, that title that nowadays is such a terrible title (laughs) because nowadays we know how, how unreal that it really was. But, um, because of that, he started the international dodgeball play. Basically, he started the WDBF. I mean, it hadn't hadn't really been done at the time at all, really. 
and he started the WDBF. And um, in 2012, they started to to put on like a like a World Cup event. And I I, I didn't go to that event. Event, however, um, I didn't was go till 2013. This um, was the New Zealand event. No, no, no. The New Zealand event was before that. They actually um, they did the in 2012. They did it in. Malaysia, I feel like, or Sing- oh, yeah, right. or Singapore. I, I I'm not exactly sure, but they they actually combined the United States and the Canadian team because they didn't have enough players. Hmm. <laughs> so it was it was pretty messy at first, but it was um, kind of I think still in its its planning phases. Um, Chris Bell actually played on that team, um, but yeah, it was a kind of a weird combination of uh, of North America that they threw together for that tournament. Um, the 2013 was when it was in New Zealand, and that was my first year on the team. Um, we got a uh, silver medal against... Uh, we lost to Canada in the finals, um, which I don't I don't believe the United States has beaten Canada at all in the WDBF tournament. So so I don't feel too bad about it nowadays, knowing, knowing that information now. So <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can deal with that. It's funny you mentioned yeah. the the air quotes, the world championship with Rampage, because I was having a conversation with Chris about this, and one of the uh, disappointing things was that we didn't even get to play Rise for that. So never mind the <laughs> fact that, you know, world champions, because we beat some poor team out of Australia that had no idea what they're doing, and we just murdered some poor Denmark guys that, you know, they have no idea what they're getting into with the uh, NDL DLBC. But I feel like... Um, our our toughest game was against Hawaii. Like it was awesome <laughs> yes. against mixed plate crew, right? And yeah. then we get to hot sauce and um, we just kind of steamrolled them. I mean, I remember thinking this might be tough because we don't know who these people are. Um, and then I just watched you double catch in the air, like just left, right, boom, boom, double catch, and then you're just like you, you know you're showing off and you're pumping your guns and whatever, as as anybody should. I mean, if, if you're gonna do that. <laughs> On 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 a uh, on a high stakes tournament, that's the time to do a double catch and flaunt it. And at, at that point, I was like, "We're we're gonna win." And then you know, Mason did his behind the back throw and chested. I think uh, I think Mark of all people. And um, I don't think he chested him. No, no, he he got a, a finger that, or a hand that was sticking out, and he actually shot it between his legs. Oh, okay, so that's even better. <laughs> that's better. Yeah, than yeah, it wasn't behind <laughs> his back. It was between his legs, and it just barely clipped Mark's Mark's hand. And um, just a little bit before that, like you said, I had that double catch. Um, it was it was against actually Ish Blanco uh, and uh, Jesse Guberman. Hmm. Those were the two people no that I names. I double caught, um, which is kind of nice. I, I saw Jesse this last weekend in uh, in Sin City. I hadn't seen him for a while, so it was nice to see him. Well, as soon as, as soon as that happened, I was like, well, we definitely won, but. And it, it was it was great. I'm not, I'm not I don't want to take away from you know the the journey it took to get there. All the all the smaller tournaments that we won, all the the times we did face off, face off against Rise in Grand Canyon. But there's something about that medal that's just like it, it's it it's not as good as it could be. Like if Rise was there and we played against them and won, then it would have meant a lot more. And it's kind of cool. I don't want to say it's kind of cool. I take that back. Um, it, it's interesting hearing your take on it. Because now you have other championships that you can compare it to. You have other experiences that you can compare it to. And then it's like after the championship, a whole other world opens. Like literally the whole world opens. 
and there's life beyond you know the NDL. You've got elite. Now you have the the um, the international stage. Um, I just wanted to kind of comment on that and see see what your thoughts were on um, not the validity of that championship, but just how you felt about it overall. Yeah, so how, how I felt about that NDL championship with Rampage. Yes. Um, you know, it was a little bit bittersweet. I agree because because um, Rise of Brutality was unable to continue as as Rise of Brutality that year. They were disbanded. I, I remember that. Um, however, I do remember a Grand Canyon State Games um, several months before that tournament, that NGL tournament, that Rise of Brutality did show up to. Um, I think that they maybe had, had minus one player, had another player come in and sub. I don't remember who the player was that they had. but uh, So it was basically 100% Rise of Brutality. And uh, we as Rampage actually beat them in that tournament. So we basically beat Rise of Brutality at that time. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't too upset that we didn't have to go through them in NDL because I felt like we had proved ourselves that we could beat them. Um, not to mention in the semifinals, we beat mixed plate crew Hawaii who had beaten rise of brutality a couple of times, actually. So, so the fact that we, that we beat them and we had beaten some form of rise um, previous to that tournament, I felt like, like our, our medal was valid. At that point, nice. So, do you, should, uh, do you feel like do you feel like you agree with me now? Have I persuaded you? Um, <laughs> it's definitely it got a valid. little more. It, it was, was valid. valid. It was valid, Steve. Don't you take that from me? Um, yeah, no, that. So, like I said, it, going back to that Grand Canyon State Games where we did beat Rise, that that was a legit win. That was. It was climatic. I think I even celebrated after hitting pie in. I just jumped around like a crazy kid because I knew we were gonna win, and um, it was it was exciting because we finally beat them. You know, at at that game, and then the Hawaii <coughs> being as climatic and crazy as it was. Um, yeah, I don't want to take away from the validation of it. I just I wonder, you know, what it would have felt like if we had beat Rise because of the fact that they were asked not to go. It wasn't that they got knocked out early. It was they were asked by. Ed Prentice, hey, you've won too many championships. Uh, you can't come back. So, um, yeah, I, I don't want to take away from that. It was it was still a great win. It's still one of the medals that I actually do hold on to still, but always makes you wonder. So, my next question is, um, would you be down to do a grudge match? A Bring grudge match? A grudge match, just for pride. One of these days, and I'm totally just BSing. I, I doubt this would happen, but like, we get who's left of Rampage at the time and we get who would be with rise at the time and we just do this let's let's just settle this real quick and find out uh i think that'd be awesome but uh i'm just kind of bsing <laughs> that, that would be that would be very interesting you know it's it's um it's kind of crazy um not a lot of people have a chance to see him play still, but but Dave Wallace is still playing, who was also on Rampage. Uh, he plays in the uh, the NDO Foam League in Arizona, and he is still balling. Like he has really, really gotten good with these foam balls, and he's, I mean, he's been playing for for such a long time now. He's yeah, getting he's, older too, but he's still, still he's still like crazy. Playing. 
I, I can't believe it. <laughs> I uh, I went to an open gym last month and uh, ran into him, you, and Santi. Just he paired out of nowhere. I was like, this is like a rampage reunion, man. This is awesome. I didn't even think about that. Still That's playing. Funny. Yeah, no, I was like, well, I, I'm I'm a very sentimental person, so I'm always thinking of like all the uh, the memories, man. And uh, yeah, it was just cool seeing that. I was like, wow, it's. It, I don't feel like I'm the oldest person here anymore. I don't feel like I'm the the last one, uh, you know, one of the originals or what what have you. Um, but yeah, it's it's good seeing that they're still playing. And um, I was talking to Chris about that grudge match idea, and it'd be fun uh, just to see. But I um, <laughs> I shouldn't get too down on that medal then because it, it is uh, it was a good start. It was it was definitely a good feeling. It was fun winning that with you guys. And I think what I liked the most was just that. Bill had given us vision. He had, he had taken this team and he gave us a goal and that was to you know win the barnyard tournament and then it was to win the Grand Canyon State Games, it was to win the Sandbar tournament and it was to win the championship and there was always something afterwards that we had uh, a vision of and it was it was kind of cool watching it blossom into Team USA and uh, seeing all these other additional opportunities because it it, it didn't stop with the NDL it kept going. And thankfully, you know, elite dodgeball came to be. And so now we have another, you know, competitive um, environment that we need to all aspire to to be the best in, which is which is great. Uh, I'm so glad that that came as a result. And, you know, the NDL, um, you know, I'm not happy that it folded, but sometimes when a league or an organization or organization folds, there's nothing there to replace it. So it's kind of like a scary thought. We're like, um, who's going to pick up the reins once something fizzles out. So I would say, I would say my experience with, with dodgeball though has been that the community cares about dodgeball enough that somebody's going to pick up the reins. And, uh, and that's a really cool thing. That's, that's passion. That's, 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 that's dream. That's love. That's whatever you want to call it. You know, that's, it's awesome. It's dodgeball. Um, like I, I remember AZ dodgeball fell through, but then we had, we had Phoenix dodgeball social league open up all of a sudden. So they, mm-hmm. so they took over that night and, and gave us all opportunities to continue playing dodgeball on Thursday nights in Arizona, which was just super cool. So that's one example right there of somebody just kind of taking the reins when, when somebody else's has, has stopped what they were doing or when somebody else has kind of dropped the ball. Um, and then obviously there's, there's, um, elite just coming out of nowhere and being so much better than the NDL, like clearly so much better than the NDL. And, and they were there to pick the, pick up the reins when the NDL dropped them. And, and that's just the dodgeball community, man. <laughs> like, yeah, that's well said. like they're, they're not going to let it fall back into obscurity. I feel like there's there's too many people who care about it enough that it's gonna it's gonna keep moving forward, which is cool to carry the torch. That's uh, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, that, that's how Tucson Dodgeball ultimately got started. Was we um, we did our little pickup games and we had this recreational complex called a sports park, and they did some foam leagues. And um, they were just completely cashing in on on the movie wave, and we knew that. Um, Hey, uh, the first season there was like 30 teams, and now the second season there's like eight. This isn't going to work, so we need to take matters into our own hands. And it sounds like that's exactly what you guys did at the church. And you know, it's it's like you said, the the c word, man. Community is going to be what what keeps this thing going now because it's it's already gotten so far 
um, beyond the control of, of one person or of one person's uh, limited vision or, or unwillingness to uh, to collaborate. So that's one of the things I'm really excited about um, what Jake Mason's doing. Um, I know that when I was talking to Eric Tillmans, we, we made the comment about how, oh yeah, it seems like there's organizations popping up all over and that's not so much the case anymore. It used to be. Um, man, before you came onto the scene, there were, I mean, I'll just rattle some off. There was the International Dodgeball Federation. There was the National Dodgeball Association. There was the International Dodgeball Union. There was Major League Dodgeball. There, I mean, you just, it was like the battle of the acronyms. And, uh, you know, they all fizzled out once because their intentions weren't pure. They weren't in it for the sport. But, like, coming out of, um, you know, Kelly's LA Classic and the Sin City shootout and, and just seeing what uh, what's coming together now it's really exciting man um it, it just keeps getting better and better and it's like uh, i wish i had this 10 years ago when i first started but i'll take it now because I, I can still still ball a little bit and it's uh it's really exciting which uh, kind of is a good segue into my next question that was um of, of everything that you've done so far and we, we kind of just barely even tapped on team usa what what are you most looking forward to uh for this year for 2018 um, for this year, I, I really want to, um, I want to get rise another national championship. <laughs> I, I would say that, that right now at this moment, that is the number one thing that I'm working towards and that I'm thinking about is trying to make sure that I'm healthy and that I'm that I'm ready to help my team do what we need to do to take care of business this year. Cause the last couple of years, I mean that that hasn't been okay. So that's my number one goal is to, is to get back on top and then uh, we can see after that. But that's, that's what I'm looking at right now. Hmm. What uh, do you practice? If you don't mind my asking or I don't want to, getting any like trade secrets but um you say you want to get ready what what is that what's that like what's getting ready like um for me (laughs) getting ready is um preparing myself mentally and physically and um and the mental preparation part i i say would just be coming come through doing a lot of reps mainly just just going to open gyms obviously um playing in leagues when i have the opportunity um i have a a netted off area like right outside my front door that's like the perfect size for dodgeball so i can throw around in there and um i do physical therapy three times a week to make sure that my body is uh what it needs to be to to get better in this sport rather than to be degressing as I'm starting to get a little bit older. I'm um, so glad to hear that, man. I have, I've seen what you've done to your body. Like you, every, every tournament, every time I'd see you, you always walk up to me with some kind of new injury or, or new thing. I'm like, your body is like going to be shot by the time you're 40. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's already, uh, you've gotten your money's worth so far. Level. It's already pretty next level falling apart. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> But I am taking steps to uh, to do what I need to do to prolong my dodgeball career. So uh, you're going to be seeing me for years to come, I think. That's good news. Um, 
I mean, when you're young, and I'm not trying to say this is you, but uh, when, when people are young, they just think they're indestructible. And I'm obviously speaking from experience, but now it's uh, it's more about preservation because you know uh, things hurt a little bit more than they used to. And um, Sin City is a perfect example. Um, I tried doing an Epsom salt bath Saturday night, and who knows what that prevented me from from Sunday? But I felt great afterwards, and uh, it's just funny how as you progress, as you get older, and as you want to play more in a championship type of environment, you, you have to take these extra measures to take care of yourself. So things like practice and things like conditioning and things like endurance training for dodgeball all of a sudden aren't so crazy or so wild. You know, back in the day, you'd think, uh, who practices for dodgeball? That's, that's intense. Like that's, that's way too much for me. But now it's like, it's like you said, Rise has a professional standard and i think that they bring that out of their players um and you guys have your own workout regimen don't you or you have like a not like a quota but like a, a standard you guys have to meet in order to be on yeah the team? um well we we have the whole team on a on a fitness app so we can kind of hold each other accountable um also rise has their their sunday practices that are like three hours long so they're getting a lot of work in with that as well um also this this next week we're doing a training camp where we're actually we're gonna we're gonna work in three different types of balls so we're gonna be playing 8.5 um seven inch foam and no sting and uh, and we got some people we're gonna be scrimmaging against and we're gonna be working on some things and uh working on our, our on our agility and uh and things like that and and uh I think we're gonna come up some with some really cool stuff this next weekend, and I'm really excited to uh, to be able to show what we come up with um, come the next big tournament. That's um, noted, duly noted. Do you uh, did you ever think um, when you first started playing that you would actually be going to San Diego for a training camp for dodgeball? Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I did not. Um, I mean, I, I've played on, like I said, international stages before in, in different countries and things like that. But so many times it was, we meet up at this, at this location across the world. We've never played together. And now, now we need to try to mesh in one day and beat the world. Which, no which feet. obviously <laughs> doesn't always go great. Um, I mean, we we did well with what we had, I think for sure. Um, but I I think that if we had maybe a few more opportunities to to get together and to have training camps and to talk things over and and things like that, that it pro- we probably would have fared a little bit better. Um, but no, I, I, di- I didn't think that I'd ever be doing training camps or anything like that. Um, I know this next year they're talking about doing a lot of that for the USA dodgeball team. So I'm looking forward to to many training camps to come, hopefully. I remember when I went to the first NDL DWC in 2005, I thought it doesn't get any better than this. Like this is the best it's going to be. And then next year would get better and, 2007 so on and so forth until 2011 where it started to tank but just so funny to think about like how wrong i was to think that that was the apex of dodgeball like i don't even think we're we're even there yet and i think there's just so much more awesomeness 
that's going to come our way and uh, we'll, we'll be able to just experience it any way we can. Um, it, it's really exciting. And I guess Sin City kind of like reignited that passion within me, even though it's like just like a fun tournament to, to play in. But just seeing the energy and seeing people still showing up, I'm mean, seeing old faces too, like people I haven't seen in years um, still going after it. It's exciting, man. It's it's such a it's it's a freaking gift that just keeps on giving. You know, like we have our humble beginnings, and we can pinpoint what decided what made us think dodgeball was was a good idea, and we can go back and like, man, that that kid. Well, for me, that 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 young man had no idea what was in store for him. He had no idea the people you would meet, or the experiences you would have, or the places you would go. Even, I mean, shoot, some some of you guys have gone completely internationally like you've gone to new countries um continents even to to go play what um what is your favorite memory to date my favorite dodgeball memory huh and i I give people some slack on this one because it it springs up on you and you know you're probably going to think of a better one down the road but just like the first one that kind of comes to mind okay um I could probably cover two pretty quickly, and because I I can't pick I can't pick one. Um, I would say one of my favorite dodgeball experiences. It's actually happened a few times. Um, has been to play on the international level, play internationally, and to see such a giant crowd and to have such a giant crowd that that's that's cheering for you while you're playing dodgeball of all things like that that is a cool feeling because i i never would have thought that that would be something that would happen like there's been times like i mean this last year in toronto when we played we played canada in the in the semifinals it was so loud in there. Like there wasn't that many people there, but it was so loud in there that I couldn't even concentrate. I couldn't think at all. Like I ended up stepping out of bounds because I was disoriented. Like that was, I wasn't even frustrated about that. Like that was so cool. Just so annoying. Yeah. For dodgeball. Like that was super cool. And then, and then the, the crowd that, that they had in um, Australia was, was so massive. It was just, it was awesome. It was awesome, and all for dodgeball. Like I never would, I never would have thought. So that that was one of my favorite experiences was just just seeing huge crowds um, come for dodgeball. Um, that was one of them, and then the other one we already kind of talked about was was my double catch in the finals against against Hot Sauce. Just it was it was a cool experience, just because. Um, the court at the time it felt like it was like an underground court. It was like the coolest thing. Like there were so many people around the court and then there were people up in the stands and it, it felt like you were playing underground dodgeball and people were going nuts. And then my, my brother and his wife were there supporting me. And then I pulled this double catch in the finals. And as far as I know, nobody had ever seen or done a double catch at that time. And it, it was just, it was just super, I mean, it was, it was a great experience. And then afterwards, like taking pictures, like with my family and stuff. And they like had me hold two balls up and like, it was just the corny <laughs> little things like that. But, um, but that was, that was cool to be able to kind of like show off in front of my family a little bit. And 
and be like, hey, look what your younger brother just did. And so so that was that was kind of cool. I, I enjoyed that experience a lot. And then an even cooler thing was um, I think in a four-day period of time, I made three double catches. Holy crap. So that wasn't even your first one then. No, no, that was my first one. Oh, that, that was, was my first one. one. And then we went home and I went to open gym and I made two double catches that night. Jeez. Oh, and and it was super funny because because people who had been at the tournament were, were talking about it and even before they'd throw at me, I think it was Brian Arman who said, "Double catch this." And he threw and somebody else threw at me and I double caught it. Like, okay. <laughs> Next. It was the craziest thing and you know what? I've never made a double catch since. But I made three in in two nights of playing dodgeball. <laughs> so they know it wasn't an accident. It was uh, it was one of those things where it was like you you meant to do that. Where you know you have yeah, people like, that. I think I was kind of on a on a on a high as far as focus at that time. I think I was just I was really into what I was doing, and I just I had my eye on the prize and and everything was just coming easy at that time. I think. And and that's that's the way it was. I was super locked in. So I hopefully I I can find a way to recreate that. I mean because because that was pretty nice. (laughs) (laughs) Well, double catches are are happening way more frequently now than than ever before. And I honestly I don't think I've ever seen one up until that point. Uh, And and I'm going from years of experience and at least from the Tucson Arizona standpoint, and to see. see it happening now is is awesome i mean um i forget I, i'm so so bad that, uh i can't say it's awesome joe capella yeah got a double catch during no sting and i mean and there's there's accidental and there's intentional and it, it's so cool when you know it's intentional like no that person meant to do that like he didn't just bear hug these balls at the at the same time and uh oh yeah, yeah. i watched that video i watched that video and you know what i agree that looked very intentional to me it looked super intentional and i i think that that the recent one of Andrew Ketchum making a double catch, that one looked pretty intentional as well. Oh yeah, that was <laughs> that he meant to do that. As much as I hate to give that to him, that was uh, intentional. And I think one of speaking of um, mentioned her earlier, Allie, she um, she had a double catch in a women's tournament that was uh, uh, like a top top ten or fifteen play on some kind of show. I don't think it was Sports Center, but. Um, seeing that like make go viral and seeing that go on like an actual TV show was awesome. And again, intentional versus, Oh, look what I have. I have two balls all of a sudden. Yeah. It's great to see. Um, yeah, I, I don't think I'll ever forget yours. Like that was just one of those moments where I was like, yeah, we're, we're going to win now. Like, There's no way you can't, you can't beat that. Like one of our guys legit double caught a ball. Like it's over. Like we're, we're, we're done. Let's just give us the medal and, and let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, it it was a great moment. It was it was super fun for sure. And and I think you you mentioned earlier how I how I definitely kind of got a confidence afterwards and strutted around a little bit. And I mean that was not intentional. <laughs> <laughs> you just blacked out. <laughs> that, that just kind of happened. Um, I don't know when you're uh, when you got a, a pretty decent sized crowd going and you're pumped up. Sometimes you do silly things. <laughs> I don't think I'd do anything differently, man. I, I I think you're so amped up and you're just like so in the moment and you get that huge rush of adrenaline and F yeah, I did this. You're like, 
I'd be hard. I, I'd, I'd want to see the person that wouldn't react at all and just like kind yeah. of brushed off like nothing happened. Like, you know, that guy is just so excited inside. And uh, yeah, yeah, no, I think that's that's the reaction to have. I said that earlier, like, who wouldn't do that? Um, and I got to find a clip of that too. Uh, you know, I'm going to post that on the uh, the companion article. Like, oh, yeah, here's a gif of Alan strutting. Like, he just owned the place because he, he legit did. So <laughs> that's, a, that's a moment earned. Um, oh, goodness. So, uh, real quick, I just wanted to ask uh, just a couple like faster questions. Uh, what is your favorite ball to use? Your favorite um, yeah, ball type? Um, depends on what I'm tra- trying to do with the ball. <laughs> um, I would say my top two would have to be 8.5 and no sting. Um, 8.5, just because I can be more well-rounded with it. Um, I can really hold down and press a line because I have confidence in my 8.5 game. I mean, it's it's a bigger ball. It's it's something I'm comfortable with. Something I'm comfortable throwing. So I love 8.5. Um, but then again, also I can I can turn and make a catch in 8.5. Um, like no sting, just because of the possibilities um, with that ball. You can you can make the ball do a lot of interesting things to accomplish the goal that you're looking for, and that's pretty cool. And also, I like the fact that it it has a little bit of a stickiness to it when it hits you, so so it's still pretty catchable. Um, whereas with the the foam ball, it's it's a little bit lighter. Um, I think it's harder to catch. Um, so that's probably the order as far as the ball types go for me. I would be eight point five, then no sting, and then foam. I I love foam. I just think that it's probably one of my weaker of the three. So, so that's why I'm saying foam for the third, I guess. But, um, I think that the nosting is like a perfect in between the two kind of, uh, like it's, it's still going to bring a little bit of pain when it hits you. It still has like that contact version of, of dodgeball. Um, but, but it's not super light, you know, like it's, it's got some, some consistency to it. So you can still catch it and make a play on it. So, so I would say 8.5, no sting, and then foam. Gotcha. Yeah, the uh, the no sting, you can still, I won't say you can blast somebody, but you can still make a, a pretty good hit. I was playing uh, open gym a while ago, and I got, quote-unquote, blasted with a foam ball in the chest, and it, it sounded nasty, and it, it probably it looked great, I'm sure. But it was like somebody just hit me with a pillow like th- that was not <laughs> an impactful shot at all like i've been this did not hurt it yeah. sounded great but did not hurt and, and then the, whoever threw it and people like cheering they're like whoa i, I can't go that high pitch i was like really like with a phone ball come on <laughs> like that was nothing uh, did you more... feel that it's like no i actually didn't that's why i also didn't catch it because it just something brother on my chest and took off <laughs> yeah Here's the pain, brother. <laughs> like, oh, man. Oh, oh man, man. I, haven't, I haven't brothered in a long time. Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, you bring back some good memories. Mm. <laughs> when, Stay uh, focused, Steve. Stay focused. Nah, you lost me, man. Uh, I finally broke character. <clears throat> the uh, what was it? It was the uh, the first elite nationals where like. You accuse this one dude of cheating or of pinching, and you're like, "Yeah, his arm was still a fist when he threw it, brother." And you just like made it <laughs> as I pumped my fist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, it. I might uh might have to edit that part out. <laughs> Leave it. 
We were like, what are they talking about? But, uh, <laughs> oh man, oh, good. I uh, appreciate that. Um, <laughs> shoot. All right. Well, maybe that's a good time to, that's a good cue to end. But, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, there's, there's a ton left to cover, man. And I, I can't believe we've already kind of hit that, um, that hour mark. But, um, yeah, I, I kind of just wanted to, to dance on some of the some of the uh, the themes, you know, pre NDL, elite, um, rise, uh, international scene. Definitely, um, I've I've said this before, and what I'm trying to do, I'm, tr- I'm trying to give. I don't want to say equal coverage, but I, I want to get perspectives from from all over the place. So you know, I've got um, I'm looking at Seattle next, um, Texas. Just trying to get an, an idea of of people's origin stories and and how the the story of dodgeball comes to be um through various perspectives and angles but at some point you know i'm going to get everybody i definitely wanted to go into some like the, the nuances and like talk about like workout regimens and um go into how people practice i definitely want to find out more about your uh the, the training camp how that goes on I'm really excited to to bring tim on on the podcast and see where that goes but uh this is fun man i wouldn't mind doing this again if you're down Oh, 100%, man. It was it was a blast. Anytime. Cool, man. Well, alrighty. Well, there you have it. Alan, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Uh, this is definitely one of the ones I was looking forward to very much so, mostly because uh, you and I have a lot of history together, and it's been awesome watching you progress from some kid out of Gilbert to uh, Team USA to On Rise to, um, I mean, everything – during and post rampage um it's it's just incredible seeing people develop uh, over the years and being able to take um a role in that um is one of the greater honors that i I feel i have um in my in my career as a dodgeball player organizer captain uh you name it so i'll uh i'll just leave it at that um again if you guys have any feedback, questions, concerns, comments, complaints, whatever you want, send them my way. Thanks. Have you night. Bye. Thanks. Have a good night. Bye. Come on, man. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to try that sign off one more time.